What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. I collect sports cards. I have a podcast about collecting sports cards. And this right here is the flagship. This is where it all started. Today is Wednesday. If you're listening to this when it drops, this is the OG original date of the Stacking Slabs podcast. We have been rolling on Wednesdays for four freaking years with zero plans to stop. This is the Cal Ripken Jr. of Sports Card Podcasting. We just keep showing up to do our damn job. There's no frills. There's no sick days. Hashtag no days off. Hashtag don't collect running backs. What other hashtags do we got? I don't know, but I'm fired up right now because it's Wednesday and we're going. We're talking about collecting sports cards. I'm talking about quality over quantity. I've got topics coming out of my ears. All I'm doing every day, everybody, is thinking about sports cards and thinking about building collector-driven content. And there are people out there, and you're listening to it, and I want to just dap you up digitally or um, through the podcasting universe. And you all know that, and you all recognize that. You see me out there. I'm trying. I'm working. I'm working for you, the collector. We need more collector-focused content in the damn hobby, everybody. Where are we at? What's going on? We've got the drama side filled. We've got the flip game filled. We've got the investing to the moon filled. Where's all the collecting-focused content? There's some of us out here. I know there is. But we need more. We need people talking about pairing cards, building sets, the aesthetics of cards, projects, you name it. We need to be talking about these things. Get inside the mind of the damn collector. That's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about the cards. We want to talk about the scarcity, the rarity. We want to talk to other collectors. We want to hear from you. I'll tell you what, if there was a collector-focused sports card channel that was just going on loop non-stop. You know who would be tuning in? I would be and probably you too. Should we just build the channel and just let it go and just run our mouths and show sports cards and talk about collecting all day, all night? 24 7 365 Stacking Slabs. The Stacking Slabs Network coming at you. We all can have aspirations. We can all have dreams, but we are expanding, and that's what we do around here. This is a podcast for you, the sports card collector, and I hope a little bit of what I can do for you satisfies a void in your week and appreciate all of you listening to the damn program and most importantly, telling your damn friends. You know what's happening tomorrow? We've got another episode. And I know I'm, I'm talking about days and you're going to be listening to this 
probably not on the right day and it's going to be confusing and that's the world we live in as podcasters. It's hard to keep track of days and time. But on Thursday, we're going to have an episode. It's usually Wednesday, Friday, Thursday. I've got my friend Nick at the Wharf Sports Cards. We're dropping the first episode in hashtag auction talk. Talk about auctions. We're talking about consignment. I'm partnering with Nick to bring more content on the main feed to you. I hope you like that. I hope you're digging that. I hope you want more stacking slabs because you know what? You're getting it. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on the main feed. And you know what? If you ask for it, you might get more. Shout out to my good friends at Card Ladder for being the official data provider of this program. Good people, great product. You know what I was looking at in Card Ladder? We've got the Combine here in Indianapolis this week. I love the Combine coming off the heels of the All-Star Game. It is a sports city here. The Combine rules. I remember last year just sitting there and just glued to the NFL Network, going downtown, seeing the action. You can't really get access to anything, but I've seen a slew of coaches and NFL personnel over the years of the Combine being here. Let's see here. Ran into John Harbaugh one year. I shit you not, I saw, was going on a run, and I passed Steak and Shake downtown, and Andy Reid was sitting solo at Steak and Shake. I saw him through the window. He was enjoying a nice, hearty steak burger. That is not a gimmick. That is a shoot. I swear to you I saw that. Seen the the Cowboys bus parked downtown, Jerry. Uh, brings Jerry's world here. There's always someone. Ron Rivera, seen Riverboat Ron in the mix. It's wild. You get access to these guys. You don't really mess. I don't like to mess with these guys, right? They're here to work. They're here to have fun. But literally all of the business for the NFL, it's all going down in Indy today. You got late nights. You got networking. You got staff connecting. You've got People sitting at bars, sharing information. All the agents are here. It's a fun time to be a football fan. But in lieu of the combine being here in Indianapolis, we're hyping up these prospects. We're hyping up these guys that are going to be wearing our team's jerseys. I decided, you know what? We have gotten to this point here in the hobby where the number one thing that we can be positioning and talking about and trying to hype up our quarterbacks. And you know what? We've got data, right? We've got data. And it's amazing what's happened. So you've got, we've gone from like over the last four years, uh, very little people caring about football cards to more people caring about football cards to quarterbacks literally being the token that people are taking to card shows and trying to buy these cards and flip these cards. It is a quarterback driven hobby in the flip game. It's the fuel to the flip game these days. And you don't need to be an unproven prospect to be a part of the flip game. We've got any quarterback, right? Any quarterback, new situations. And so what I wanted to do was reflect and using card letter data and bring it to you just to give you a little bit of snapshot, snapshot here to kick things off. And the snapshot is what I did is I took a quarterback from every division in the NFL, every one quarterback, every division, and I just did a a look at their index in card ladder. 
their player index and looking at the values from February 1st, 2023 till today, February 2024. And I just wanted to see what these indices were doing. I caught myself. I almost said indexes, indices. And let's start here. So we are going to start with the representation in the AFC East. I picked Aaron Rodgers, and we already know, right? It went down, right? Aaron Rodgers got pumped up because he was in a new situation. And then week one, Aaron Rodgers uh, suffered a season-ending injury. His cards in that period of time, one year, have gone down 31%. I'll tell you this. I did not look at the cards and in, in look at the uh, indices before I said this. I just literally pulled up the divisions and picked a quarterback in each of the divisions that I think was relevant and at some rate to the hobby and the activity. So Rogers down 31%. Justin Herbert, who I have called the hobby heartthrob. You should see the highest in Justin Herbert sales, the highest sales that of his cards ever. It's wild. Remember that era? Like he was the hobby heartthrob during the parabolic boom, man. He was crowned. And I think we're still digging out of that. Maybe a new situation this year with Harbaugh. Maybe you can get the guy a run game. No doubt, Justin Herbert's legit. Maybe not been in the best situation. Excited to see what he'll do this year, but his cards over the last year down 16.87%. League MVP, AFC North quarterback, quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, one-year time, guy won in second MVP. His cards are down, not that much, but a half a percent. Trevor Lawrence. When I pulled up his name, I was like, this isn't going to look good. Trevor Lawrence was so hyped up at the beginning of the year. Didn't deliver. Down 32.92% in the AFC South. Now we move over to the NFC East. Jalen Hurts, from Super Bowl to losing in the first round of the playoffs, down 38.93%. This trend isn't looking good. And it's not just the play. It's not just the situation. It's the market, right? It's the market. But you got to understand the market you're buying your cards in and the timing, right? If you don't care, if you collect these cards and you want to stash them away, who cares, right? We don't need to worry about this stuff. But this is just an awareness building thing. We're not just all going down. Let me tell you that. We're going up. Here's a positive side. NFC West. He was just in the Super Bowl. Lost. But he's on the right track, right? Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant, his cards are up 24%. There's some positivity. You want someone who's up even more than that over this period of time? Let's go to the NFC North. Jordan Love, up 40% year over year. He's a good player. I like Jordan Love. Guy can sling it. You Packers fans, you're lucky. Just casually move from Favre to Aaron Rodgers, to Jordan Love. Yeah, Jordan Love still got some work to do, but he's a he looks he looks the part. Good player. Cards are being attacked right now by the market. And we're going to end with a stinker. You know this already because the hobby mainstream and the the flip culture tried to tell everyone that this was the next guy and we also had just the quote-unquote influencers from our space showing off their beautiful one-of-ones. Desmond Ritter, how do you think he's done? 
He lost his job, NFC South representative, down 86% year over year. Not good. He's not good. But you know what? Bright skies, Atlanta Falcons fans. It looks like you're in a good situation to get a new quarterback. You got the weapons. But just wanted to present some of that data from Card Ladder. Shout out to those folks. Shout out to that team. And I'm going to plug my damn group, Patreon, throwing some freaking fire at you. I'm putting out a ton of content. I've been putting out new content every day, writing. I'm recording video. I'm putting these conversations, collector conversations on video, sharing it with the group in advance. We're using, we're digging in. I'm having separate conversations with folks. This is a blast. I'm having a blast. You can sign up to be a part of that group. If you want to hear more from this channel, go check it out. Link is in the show notes, talking about balancing new player PCs, talking about expanding on existing collections. I'm having a blast. I'm fired up. If you can't already tell, I'm super passionate about building collector-driven content in this damn hobby. You want more, check out the group. I'm having to do complete restraint collecting, talking about quarterbacks, collecting Anthony Richardson, right? I mean, I just can't do it. I, I love the guy. I'm so excited for his future. Yeah, his season ended short, but I just can't do it. I, if I've matured to that level level in the hobby where it's like, I just can't justify paying the prices for these cards. I'm just trying to dig in and understand the data. It's not an Anthony Richardson thing. It's a trends thing. And it is inevitably, you're going to get your ass cut and you're going to lose, lose your ass when you're buying into this storm. I don't know. I love the guy. I want to collect his cards and it's a bummer right now. I don't feel like I am in a good place to do that. Shout out to my man, Mike, at Dibs Collecting, talking about the evolution of a collector on the last Friday conversation. That one is in the archives. Go check it out. We talk about the benefits of team collecting and building a connection with your squad, buying players that might not be as flashy. That's what's that's kind of what IG sh- shares. You see the flashy cards, but ultimately we talk about buying players of teams for teams that are personally significant to you. I had that vibe. I had that feeling when all these Pacers players came back into town for the All-Star game. I got nostalgic. And I was like, damn, man, I could use a Dale Davis card. Damn, man, I could use a Ron Artest card. Man, I could use uh, some Travis Best cards. That is what it's all about. And so I think a lot about the team collector. I think a lot about the way they approach it. I think there's so many different ways that we can think about collecting and building a team collection and excited to think more about that and talk more about how people are doing that. We're unlock we we've just been on this streak of unlocking new characters. So tomorrow when this after this goes live, we've got Nick, we've got Auction Talk and then we're keeping the collector focused conversations on Friday. I have got Caitlin at Cold Lunch Cards coming on the program, and I'm excited to talk with her. I've been having fun interacting with her, and she's sharing her cards, and what she's sharing is super interesting. But what I want to talk about is something that I'm not hearing enough people talk about, and what I want to dig into is Caitlin Cooper. So we've got Caitlin on Caitlin. My wife's name is Caitlin. There's just a lot of Caitlin going on, and we're going to talk about just her breaking the record. We're going to talk about the big sale. We're going to talk about how we should think about collecting Caitlin Cooper cards if we want to. 
Excited for that conversation coming at you on Friday. I did an episode this past week for the group, and I want to share some of the like responses and things people said um, because I asked a question, and my, my the topic was the best cards are buried in other people's collections. I'm that's like I am not stopping with that mentality, and I think about my case, and I think about my cards, and I think about all the cards that I deeply love and admire, and most of them. I know came directly from a collection and it took me it took me putting in work to get those cards out of the collection and I'm convinced oh, we think a lot of the cards are just stuck in packs. I think there's cards that are stuck in packs but a lot of cards are stuck in collections and we have this mindset that we know the hobby as a whole because we are on Instagram and we see all the activity. There is so many freaking people that collect sports cards that have zero presence on Instagram or any other digital property. There's a ton of people. You go to any card show and you talk to people, not everyone is on Instagram. A lot of the cards that we want to see are in other people's collections. We build relationships. We network. We do all the things to try to pry those cards out, and sometimes it doesn't happen. I asked the group, I said, what are some of the qualities that we need to think about as collectors in order to get those cards out of the collectors, out out of collectors' hands? Andy Sweat said, patience and time. David Carlin, enthusiasm, commitment, and a love for the hobby. Adam Miller, patience. Justin, cards mean more when relationships are formed, and that's the best part. I think this is so true, and I think when we think about cards as building and developing relationships, and we think about cards as something that's not necessarily instant gratification, but it's going to take work and take time. And we come from a place of abundance. Oftentimes, that's when we're able to get these cards out of the hands of collectors. I have so many instances, and I think about my own personal use cases of how I got some of these cards out. It's a long game. You got to have a system. You got to be authentic. You got to build and develop relationships and you can't just hound people. That's not a good strategy. A good strategy is to have conversations about collecting and have conversations about cards outside of that one card that you're, you're trying to acquire. It's just like with any other industry, any other situation, any other business, you've got to be real. You've got to be authentic and you can't just make it about you. The best cards are buried in other people's collections. I want to close out the flagship show on Wednesday, the Wednesday episode, the episode that started it all to talk a little bit about quality over quantity. There is no right way to approach quality over quantity. Some people like a lot of cards. Some people like very few cards. I'm just talking to you as what's happening in my world as a collector of cards. I have always collected. I've been known as a collector of collections. Collect Ninja Turtles growing up as a kid. That transitioned over to starting lineups, to wrestling figures, to collecting vinyl, to collecting sports cards again. I always wanted all of the things in whatever collection that I was building more was good. Whenever there is something new, I needed it and I needed it now. 
that mindset of thinking about collecting from a quantity point of view when it's been ingrained in your brain for so freaking long is really hard to turn off. And I get that. I understand that. And any of you out there that are struggling with that, I empathize. Even if you're not struggling and that's the way you like to approach it, congratulations. It's a good approach. That's how I've always approached anything. When I think about my activity and I think about what's happened in my collection over the last four years, I've circulated through hundreds of cards. I've circulated through genres. I've circulated through players. I've circulated through cards I, I love. I, it, it has been, I, I need to document like the, the whole flow of activity over the course of four years because it's been crazy, but it's an evolution back to episode, last Friday's episode with Dibs Collecting. We evolve as collectors. I don't like to be stagnant. I like to move. I like things that change. I like to be adaptable. And so when I think about how I like to collect now, and the more time passes, I look for significance. And I think significance from a hobby point of view is important. But what's more important is my own personal significance, a card that truly means something to me and something to my collection, because we are CEOs of our damn PCs. Another factor, scarcity. I think scarcity, rarity and scarcity is something that drives my collecting. I know there's this point of view that people like to feel connected with communities and groups of people who share in in clubs with similar cards. I like that too. It's fun. There are benefits. But what I like even more is I like owning cards that no one has or no one is thinking about it. I like finding cards that I think are cool, that are rare and scarce, and I don't see everywhere. When I see a card too much, I don't like it as much. It's just how I am. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying I have moved, I have evolved to this point in my time where I wanted more and now I'm trying to be patient and trying to pick and choose my spots. We all have collecting lanes. We all have approaches. We all have strategies and ways to do it. There is no wrong way. At the end of the day, it's just about collecting cards in a way that makes you feel satisfied and connected with the hobby that we all love, all of us collectors who are listening to this damn program. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you sharing your point of view. I appreciate the feedback, the shares, all those things that you all do on a regular basis. I love this hobby. I'm pouring a ton more energy in my group on Patreon. By the way, the Weekly Rip newsletter, it's going, it's free. Link is in my show notes. We got Nick. The War Sports Cards coming at you tomorrow with a new episode, Auction Talk. We're making it happen. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back with more stacking slabs on the other side. Peace.